this vintage of me know It's brought to you by Josh Cataldo We'll talk about wine if you've got the time Welcome to this vintage of me know Welcome back everybody Thanks again for listening to another episode of This Vintage of Vino I'm your host Joshua Cataldo. We got some really good wines this evening. The topic is going to be Pinot Noir. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. This here is one of the world's most popular red grapes due to the fact that it has typically some nice red fruit characteristics and some spice to it, accentuated with a long finish that's smooth with some soft tannins. So, tends to be a crowd pleaser, easy go-to, a lot of people will like this. Cellar temperature that you normally keep this area at is 55 degrees to 60 degrees. Um, You want to typically decant this bad boy for about 30 minutes, open it up a little bit, depending on the vintage. And that cellar year sits at anywhere from 5 to 15, which is a decent amount. Um, The regions... More predominantly set for this grape is number one, it's going to be France. Number two, the United States of America. Number three, Germany. Number four, Moldova. And I go into even the fifth one and it's kind of split between Italy, New Zealand, and Australia. So, uh, some similar wines to the Pinot Noir. It's going to be Saint Laurent. And that one there comes from Austria. You got your Gamay which comes from France, and your Norello Mascalis, which comes from Sicily, the uh, top of, or more towards the bottom, actually, um, towards Mount St. Ellen, right on the cusp of that. So, if you wanted to try some similar Pinot Noir, something similar to Pinot Noir, that would be your go-tos. Yeah, it's a really good grape. We've got four here on the list here for you. Number one on that list is going to be Mary Edwards, 2013 vintage from the United States, coming out of Russian River Valley, California, Sonoma County. Number two, Domaine Mio Fallot, 2014 vintage, coming out of Mercury, France. Number three is Cambridge Road, 2016 vintage from New Zealand, Martin Bro, and we also have the Fabulist here out of California as well, the uh, Central Coast 2018 vintage. So, look forward to getting to those. But we're going to cut away right now to a little segment we call Vine Time. Take it away, Nick. outside for some vine time. Welcome guys to a little bit of vine time. Gonna, today we're out here in the vineyard tending to the vines. We're doing a little tuck into the shoots. It's uh, the 15th of June and uh, beautiful day out here. It was around 60 65 this morning it's about 68 69 right now but uh we're out here tucking these shoots up they're at a nice length and the uh 
the system that we have here is the cane pruning system on these vines and which what that means is that annually we we cut the uh, cordines off and renew them from branches the following year that's uh one of the reasons why we're also doing a little trunk stripping but and that's the reason why on these vines you kind of just pull the lower branches you leave some a little bit higher up on the trunk because those are going to be the renewals you'll uh, pick two of them at the end and then lay those down the following year and those will be your cordine and then the other one is uh, spur pruning so spur pruning you basically are leaving that cordine there um, year after year until something occurs you know such as a vascular disease or something and then you'll replace it with a another vine off of the trunk but yeah uh, so in this part of the season while we're doing this you notice you got some uh, some beautiful fruit on here and uh, the flowers we got some half that are in bloom we got some fruit here uh, which looks absolutely gorgeous and uh, yeah these plants are thriving they're doing pretty darn good you got hit with a frost a couple weeks ago and uh, don't see a whole lot of the damage anymore you know it's it held up it held up quite well uh, this block and uh, yeah the, it looks really nice out here so just thought I'd go through a segment while we're going through this and uh, yeah hope you guys enjoyed it get yourself a glass and taste some wine Well, these are actually nor uh, neither uh, nutty, buttery, nor dry. Uh, but they do tend to have typical, well, Pinot Noir typically has to have flavors of cherry, raspberry, some clover notes, mushroom, or vanilla. <clears throat> um, for the most part, those are the main characteristics of Pinot Noir itself. They tend to be nice and smooth. On the list here, starting off at number one, um, went with the uh, Mary Ed Edwards uh, Pinot Noir 2013 Vintage, which was kind of out there, and it did. It definitely showed its age. Uh, sat at 14.4%. Around $65 is the price, which, you know, is pretty steep, uh, in my opinion, for this bottle of wine. Um because I've had some in the past that just would knock this one's socks off for 40 bucks, you know. Um, but, so anyways, the, uh, the, the appearance of it, the core was this uh, medium granite with a pale rim, pale amber rim, which had some color to it. It was nice healthy wine with low to uh, medium intensity on that bouquet. And on the nose, there was these flavors of like dried leaves. You had a little bit of smoke on there with these cloves. So it had a really nice bouquet. Um, and it was. And it, it drank really well as well, actually, too. It was a uh, dry, 
with medium acidity, light tannins, and had these flavors of black cherry with that clove on the palate. It was a light-bodied wine, nice and smooth, with a medium finish. And this this wine I said was an okay wine for that price. You know, it was decent. It was, you know, uh, like I said, I mean, I didn't mind paying it, but I was just expecting more out of it uh, when it came down to it. It was ready to drink now. It's definitely right, like uh, past its prime. Uh, and I think this wine would have went really well with like this mushroom ragu, like a, uh, heavily mushroom, you know, had like that oaky flavor, like not necessarily the oaky flavor, but like a, uh, wood, a wooden flavor, like dry leaves. And so I thought the mushrooms complement that over, uh, some nice fresh pasta, which I think would have went really well. The second one on the list there was the domain me um, follow and that is a 2014 vintage Pinot Noir from Mercury France sat at 13% alcohol average price on that was 45 bucks it was a pale garnet to a pale amber rim um, it, it was like a light intensity nothing really too deep um, on the nose it was medium intense with this bouquet of like uh, dry cured prosciutto is what I smelled like if you were to smell like ham um, it had that on the nose with these like some rose notes and a little bit of smoke in there uh, a little more depth to the uh, aromas that it was putting off on the palate it was a uh, dry medium wine with medium acidity some low tannins that were in there a flavor of smoky wood as well as some spices it's a medium bodied wine with a medium to long finish yeah this wine was more more closer to the respect in its price uh it was ready to drink now really didn't have too much further to go as well uh, and this wine i said would go really well with a light bolo sauce light meat sauce with some fresh sauteed mushrooms thrown in there Number three on that list is a Cambridge Road 2016 vintage out of New Zealand. Unfortunately, this one had some flaws to it. Uh, the clarity of it wasn't so clear. It had some cloudy and some sediment in it. At first, I was like, you know, all right, maybe it just wasn't filtered. Sent the notes off to my professor and got them back that she had thought that this wine possibly was flawed. Um, and due to the fact that on the nose it had like this cardboard scent like a like a processed wood or you know like cardboard and um the scent of mushrooms was in there and like this musty wood smell was what i was getting on the nose it was a dry wine with medium acidity and medium tannins it had that flavor of that musty wood and like uh and that's what she was saying was the flaw that it was a past like its age it had been uh, oxidized and there was like this dry rose flavor in it and it was a medium bodied wine with a medium finish um, but yeah it was so that was flaw and it was interesting getting her notes back from the email and seeing that report and I after 
recollecting tasting it, I can see that now. The fourth one on the list we have here is the the Fabulist, which is a really interesting bottle. You can see that at the Instagram page, the, this vintage of vino for pictures on that. I'm going to post that. But it was like the uh, moth from the Science of the Lambs, which is pretty cool. And, um, but the, and it's got like this little spider growing off in the side corner, which is pretty cool. And that's a uh, 2018 vintage from Central Coast, California. It sits at around 13.9% alcohol. The average price on it was uh, $22. It had this deep pink color to it and a uh, pale pale pink rim. But uh, And on the nose, it was low to medium intensity aroma. There was a scent of this cotton candy and dried rose petals with charred wood. Really nice flavor. And unfortunately, like looking back at it, I, I have a little bit left of this actually. I'm going to pour it out a tiny bit. But um, this one here was, was good. If I was to rate them, it's number two on the list. Uh, so going to that, number one was the, the one from Mercury, France, the Domaine Mi Fallot. 2014 Vintage came in first place. The second would be that Fabulist. And third, obviously, would be the Mary Edwards, being that Cambridge Road was flawed. And that flaw could come from a couple different reasons. One being that, you know, it was stored improperly. There was malfunction of the cork. It just didn't get, you know, it's a 2016 Vintage, so it necessarily shouldn't have been oxidized. Um... Or possibly, let's see, you know, um, amateur, I'm sure that someone else have a, would have a better answer to this question, but possibly like that, yeah, that process, it's just got, um, yeah, it's oxidized somehow. Maybe it was in the light or something. But, so that's the order of those. Let's get back to the Fabulist. And on the palette, though... It was dry wine with medium acidity, with uh, medium tannins, and there are flavors of vanilla and dried cherries, and a medium-bodied uh, with like a medium-bodied wine with a long finish. And it does. It's got, you know, I smell it. It does that. It's been open for a day, and those vanilla flavors are becoming more prevalent. Like, but. And it is like these, I necessarily didn't open and let them decant to go into my notes, which I probably should start doing now in the future, but it's kind of hard going through and tasting four different wines, opening three of them at a time. But, uh, the experience, you know, out of Pinot Noirs and they're not necessarily my, uh, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drink these. I would go towards more of a heavier wine, like an Amarone or, you know, something drier for like a Cabernet Sauvignon or a Cab Franc, uh, something similar to that. These are a little bit on the lighter side, what I would like to enjoy, but uh, I'm really excited that I got to taste these. 
the one, um, this one here, the Fabulist, I said it, it's actually at a really good price for that. Uh, 22 bucks, can't beat it. It's got some nice depth to, depth to it. Um, and it still has a little bit of time on it, you know, sitting in 2018. You can definitely taste that it's got some room to grow. Um, and I think this wine would go really well with a, a stone, stonewood oven cooked gourmet pizza, you know. When it's sitting in there, it gives that smoke, a little bit of smoke aroma. You can taste like the wood from the pizza. Complement this wine, maybe with some pepperonis, onions, and mushrooms. And as you can see, like mushrooms have been in each and every one of these dishes. I really truly think that Pinot Noir does. It's uh, something that I think Pinot Noir would go hand in hand with any dish with some mushrooms. But I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and have a good night. Peace out.